Welcome to the Engaged Prospect podcast. This is Dan Hirsch. I'm founder and president of Engaged Prospect. And today I'm with Maddie Love. Maddie is the brand partnership director at Gridwise and is uh, in my hometown, part of the Pittsburgh network. Maddie, how you doing? Hey, Dan. Well, how are you? I'm doing great. I'm really glad you could join us today. Yeah, thanks. I'm happy to be here. So, so shortly before the, the episode, we, we were talking about kind of what was going on in, in the world. Uh, for full disclosure to those listening, this certainly won't be published today, but it's March 25th, and we're, we're right in the, the beginning stages, we think, of the, the remote working world and, um, of course, the COVID-19 crisis. How are you holding up with, uh, with Bunker in, in, in your house? Yeah, yeah. Um, my dog is hyped. So <laughs> um, that's the good thing. Um, and, you know, just kind of uh, figuring out what spaces to be in when other people are in spaces, right? <laughs> Social distancing at its finest. Yeah. <laughs> How uh, about you? Uh, same. I'm in an attic. Uh, I, my, my wife is in our living room doing similar work and uh, dogs are running around the house barking at everything. Yeah. they can find we've, we've actually noticed a lot more people walking their animals on our street so that's that's been hectic for our volume levels in the house yeah yeah i bet so before covid19 we we set this interview and wanted to talk quite a bit about about high growth organizations uh how to how to scale up a team quickly uh, training all of these things but let that that might change a little bit today. Let's let's start. Why don't you give our audience a little quick overview of kind of what you've done, what brought you to Gridwise, um, kind of kind of who you are and what you do. Cool. Yeah. So um, my name is obviously Maddie Love. I uh, have worked with a variety of different organizations over the year, but most recently was at a company called Webkite for about four years. Um, and then earlier this year, I uh, came on as brand partnerships director for Gridwise. And Gridwise is a mobility platform. Um, we, we operate in demand mobility. We create an application for, for on-demand services in order to collect data and provide insight uh, so that our drivers can earn more in less time. And when I say mobility, I mean across Uber, Lyft, DoorDash, Uber Eats, uh, Grubhub, basically any gig economy driver um, that is looking to optimize their earnings and make sure that they are doing the absolute best that they can do to track their performance and, and earn the most, right? Um, so Gridwise for the first two years was really focused on building their driver network and supporting um, their drivers as best as possible. And obviously that's our number one focus still. Um, but as the largest cross-platform network of drivers in the U.S., um, you know, we've empowered over 100,000 plus drivers, and we've realized that there is obviously some advertising potential in that as well. Um, so I'm helping to kind of lead the charge on bringing the right products to our network. Um, we're really picky on that. We don't want to have, um, you know, just a, a bunch of stuff clogging our network that is not relevant to our drivers. Um, and, and that's kind of where I came in. So... Um, before, <laughs> before COVID-19, um, you know, obviously, uh, things were a little bit different, which I'm sure we'll go into, but, uh, that's a little bit of what we're doing right now, um, and where we came from. That is awesome. Um, I'm, I'm really excited to learn, to learn all about kind of what you do. It's, it's, 
exciting. It's a wonderful, wonderful platform you guys have. And um, that many, that many customers um, using your platform is incredible to get the word out to that many people is fantastic. What's, yeah. um, yeah. so br brand partnerships, obviously you talked about advertising. Um, what, what does the, the day kind of consist of? You, you are, you and your team are reaching out to potential advertisers. Are you doing a lot of networking? How, give us some, some details on, on like how that day looks. Yeah, so this position um, isn't necessarily a lot of direct uh, networking in, in your traditional sense, um, but certainly a lot of sales navigator uh, networking and then um, a lot of reach outs, right? Um, a lot of my day is consumed uh, with Zoom calls. So <laughs> um, luckily uh, during this whole crisis, uh, that hasn't changed much. Um, but yeah, so a lot of reach outs, a lot of um, making sure that our the people that we're reaching out to are the right target segment um, and really just doing the right thing that we would want on our network as well. So there's a little bit of research in there, obviously a lot of reaching out, a lot of um, conversations with people to see if we're a good fit, um, and then kind of a determination on, uh, on what that would look like, what kind of markets. Um, we're in 32 markets right now and we're opening an additional eight this quarter. Um, so yeah, we're, we're expanding massively. So just trying to find the best people to partner with in those expanding networks as well. And also from what I can gather on LinkedIn, you're also finding, uh, trying to find the, the best people to partner with as term, in terms of employees. You guys are hiring and looking to bring people on, right? We are, we are hiring. Um, we are an awesome company to work for. So um, definitely <laughs> if you are interested in Gridwise and our, uh, and our platform, we have a fantastic app. Definitely download it, check it out, see if it's uh, something that's cool and, and interesting to you. And if you have the skill set that we're looking for, come apply. That's fantastic. Ladies and gentlemen, not many companies today, March 25th, 2020, are saying we are hiring. <laughs> Come check us out and apply if you have the skill sets we're looking for. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, we're that's very great. fortunate there, and uh, and we're looking to build our team with other fantastic people. Good. Well, what a wonderful opportunity. So, so you guys over the past few weeks have have seen some some things change with the market. Certainly, everybody, I would assume, is sitting sitting at home <laughs> for the most part, questioning what's happening, right? What the hell is going on? And um, you guys, I'm sure, have had your fair share of that. But from what I understand, you've also had some interesting insights on how your, how your business is evolving, at least for the short term, um, based on the population you work with, right? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, you know, obviously, it's a little bit of a frightening and uneasy time for a lot of people um, just because we, we don't really know what's coming on a day-to-day -day basis as of right now. Um, and it's just something that we have to kind of cautiously uh, trot into. So that being said, um, there's definitely been a shift in things. We have, you know, a handful of cities right now that are all shelter in place, um, stay-at-home orders across the U.S. So, um, you know, unless you're an essential worker, and you, you have to get to, you know, for example, the hospital every day, um, which again, these people are just the biggest heroes ever. Um, 
and you're those people that need to go in there, there's just not as much necessarily demand for ride share drivers. So the Uber and Lyfts of the world and the Z trips and all that. Um, but we're, we're fortunate in that we, we also really support delivery drivers. Um, and that's a huge, um, a huge base for us. So what we've seen is kind of a shift in user activity where a lot of people that were, that were Uber or Lyft drivers are now becoming Grubhub drivers because as everyone's at home and their, their shelter in place, um, one of the things that you can do to support local businesses is still order from your favorite restaurants and have it delivered in a no contact way. Um, so it, it's very interesting, you know, we are actually continuing to grow um, largely because of our support to delivery right now. That's fantastic. Um, you know, there's, there's a lot of high level ways to look at that of, you know, having a diverse portfolio of what your products and services can do so that in times of crisis, you, you have something that is desired by the public. Um, for you guys with, with such an interesting technology and the ability to help these drivers, um, you're seeing your customer base sort of shift, right? From, from Uber and Lyft, which certainly is a, a big piece of the rideshare economy, to, to now delivery and, and provide, they are changing and therefore you've been changing slightly. Yeah, and that's kind of what we've seen happen, right? Um, so we've always set out to kind of support gig economy workers and gig economy drivers right now. Um, so with that, you know, as Uber, specifically, um, you know, we can reference Uber here, as Uber's made the shift from uh, ride sharing to really delivery focused right now, um, obviously that means that a lot of our user base has too. Um, so we have to we have to make that shift too, and, and we're we're fortunate in that we have um, an amazing CEO and CTO, um, Ryan and Brian, are fantastic with kind of transitioning this pivot to make sure that we have the best support there for delivery drivers, um, and that you know as rideshare will continue to, to pick up over time and, and people can come out again, um, that we're still maintaining that base for people that want to hop back and forth. That's fantastic. And kudos to them for, for leading the charge. Yeah, what, yeah, absolutely. What have you seen, and, and this question cer certainly isn't um, of proprietary nature, but what, what have you seen in terms of their, their communication and their, their leadership and also from yourself, your leadership with um, the company. How, how, has the, how have the changes been kind of introduced and streamlined knowing that things are happening um, by the minute as opposed to, hey, we have three months to plan this. Have you kind of noticed anything there? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, for our company in particular, communication is just uh, probably one of the highest priorities. So we are all on Slack. There's um, a bunch of emails back and forth and we make sure that everything is really organized. Um, so Ryan Green, our CEO, has just done a fantastic job of uh, being very communicative around every single thing that's happening, um, especially as things continue to, to change day by day. And since we are in 32 markets, obviously all of those markets are really affected completely differently right now. Um, so just making sure that there's a loud sounding horn um, for what's going on and and everyone kind of has an idea and is flexible. I think for, for the team and for myself too, having that flexibility um, and also coming from, you know, we were fortunate where 
um, we would, you know, a lot of people would work from home a couple of days a month. So we've already had the kind of the systems in place to be productive while at home. Um, so that transition was a bit easier for us than to say, um, you know, for example, my boyfriend works at a robotics company and uh, they're very hands-on and they, uh, you know, they need people in the meeting physically most of the time. So it's been a little bit rockier for, um, for kind of other industries for sure. Um, and, and the leadership has been just instrumental in, in all of this change. That He's in. concepts of leadership and, and growth and bringing people into an organization and helping them from a training perspective. Um, this is where the rubber hits the road, so to speak. You can talk the talk when everything's normal and fine, but having the ability to say, boy, my CEO has just laid a foundation for solid communication through this whole thing is a, a great testimony to, to him, his, his ability to do that, and to you guys and, and the whole company for, for kind of jumping in and getting things done. That's awesome. Yeah, and I think, uh, I think that's something that, you know, you see in industries across the board. Um, so I use my boyfriend's company as an example, so I'll use it again. Um, you know, his company, they were used to having in-person meetings, and they've really, um, they, they're, they're just, as a company, have had to all work together to, to find new systems to put in place and, and to be effective, which, um, you know, they, they've definitely done. So I think it's, um, it's, it depends on your company, but whether it's kind of this seamless transition because you've had the experience or, um, you know, there's, there's new systems that need to be put in place by leadership. I think that everyone's kind of growing and moving together right now in this time. Um, and it's really interesting to see what's coming out of it. That is, that is for sure. So from a, from a sales standpoint with your buyers, what are you, what are you seeing there? Um, at, advertisers certainly are nervous right now. Not sure, not sure if you're finding that because of the uh, delivery experience and the ability to, to still maintain business. But um, how, how has selling or your even, even early stage relationship building conversations, what have you noticed over the past two weeks regarding that? Yeah, I think there's a lot of uh, trepidation in every industry right now. Um, you know, uh, I think that people are treading lightly because we don't really know what's going to show up on the news tomorrow, right? Um, so I think that that's reflected in a lot of sales processes, but I think that there's a lot of ways to also combat that um, by making sure that you're reaching out to relevant segments, um, new verticals that, that might be growing during this time, um, and that you're supporting your current clients as much as possible um, during kind of an uneasy footing that they may have. Um, so we've seen, you know, you know, all three of that. Um, for us in particular, you know, we've, we've, we always focus on all of our gig economy drivers, but right now we've just seen that our users are really um, using the delivery feature much more often. Um, so making sure that what we have on our network and in our ad placements is relevant to our delivery drivers as well um, is, is super important to us. So in that customer reach out phase, um, really determining is this someone that is gonna be a value add partner for our users or is this someone that, um, that maybe now is not right the right, the right time for them.
That's that's interesting. So, so even if people aren't able to to make decisions as fast as we would like right now, even even if you know there's a lot of unknowns going on, certainly beginning beginning those relationships um, with the intent of of helping if you can, but beginning them for the future might be what we're currently doing. Just kind of gathering up, gathering up potential prospects or potential partners or potential employees for, for down the road. Does that make sense? Yeah. And I think also just people that, you know, people that maybe I reached out to a month ago that right now may have hit some trouble due to just the marketplace in general um, making sure that those relationships aren't just lost um, and, you know, you continue to cultivate them, you know, putting them out on a 90 day snooze or something is not, not always a bad thing um, to let, let the people that you are selling things to be able to take a minute, breathe and figure out their next pivot um, because this has really changed industry by industry um, on where people are going and and some companies have been able to pivot faster than others and some need, um, a little bit more strategy in place. So I think definitely having like consistent, uh, conversations and, and building relationships, um, but also not being afraid to say, Hey, I know you're figuring a lot of stuff out right now. Um, you know, I'll touch back with you in about a month or two when, uh, when you might have a bit more stability there. Um, you know, that does a lot for people that are uncertain about their job at that time. Um, it builds a personal relationship that allows you to partner with them at a later date in a much stronger way. Hmm. So to, based on that and knowing what you do in your current role and, and in previous roles too, I know that building, building relationships and, and gathering um, a really strong network is important to you what uh, industry aside um covid19 aside what what's your philosophy on on starting these new relationships how what what activities do you do what kind of um what what's your what's your focus when trying to build new relationships start these conversations and kind of move things forward Yeah. So, I mean, it certainly depends on who you're reaching out to. Um, But I would say my starting point is always um, finding the appropriate decision maker and making sure that I'm contacting that person and that it's not necessarily just a, um, you know, blatant email that's blanketed to a hundred people in that company, but that I'm actually finding the three people that are most relevant to what I'm trying to do. Um, and make sure those people want to be my friend, right? Um, a lot of sales in general is about making friends. Um, so make friends with them. And if that person at the end of your call doesn't want to grab a beer with you, um, then you messed something up, right? <laughs> so um, <laughs> I think that, that uh, making sure that when you're reaching, you know, start by reaching out to the right people. And then when you are reaching those people, make sure that it's not a transactional relationship. Um, Everyone kind of, you know, there's always a, I'll give you X and you'll give me Y. But at the end of the day, um, you should be able to to trade accordingly um, with some sort of relationship in place. And they should be able to, you know, 
reach you and contact you and, and have uh, the ability to have a realistic conversation with you without issues. And I, I found that to be helpful in previous positions as well, where, um, you know, for example, if someone, if their company wanted them to cancel, but that I have a great relationship with the decision maker there and they're getting pressure, but at the end of the day, they're going to call me and tell me about it ahead of time. Um, and we're going to strategize together to try to find a solution for us to continue a partnership um, so that there's, there's a continued relationship there, right? Because you don't want to lose a friend. People buy from people they like, for sure. Yeah. Um, that I have, I've heard that numerous times from a friend of mine named Len, who I have bought from for a while. People, <laughs> as I should feel like since we're on, on tape here, I should, I should reference my sources. But um, they, <laughs> I don't want to steal a trademark. Um, <laughs> but yeah, people buy from people that they like. And people are less likely to abandon those relationships just on, on fast moving trends in the market or a, a quick decision or a new decision maker coming in. They give you, you earn the benefit of the doubt in many cases. Yeah, I mean, by all means, make sure you're providing value no matter what, but at the end of the day, um, I think that that's something that often gets lost um, in this kind of current age that people back in, you know, 1992 had to leverage a lot more. Um, and because we, we email back and forth and we don't necessarily always um, have a phone conversation, things are done to be a text. So sometimes it's a little bit harder to get a personalized message there. Um, but I would say do whatever you can to make sure that, that everything is, is, uh, is not necessarily transactional, but, but relationship-based. Um, for me, at least, that's, that's how you get the best uh, partners and, and the best friends too, right? <laughs> And it's, it's also like the easiest way to go through your day. I find that um, just before you and I had this call, I was working on building a landing page for a, a program that we're teaching to entrepreneurs. And um, the, the page itself is specifically talking about sales strategy. And just for, for a quick point, um, besides the, the first, I was, I was building the curriculum page and it, First class is selling in today's complicated landscape addresses um, not only all of the difficulties in business in general, but add coronavirus to it and boom, you've got a lot of challenges. Um, aside from that first class, we're talking about identifying your ideal customer or, or key decision makers in an organization, how to craft winning value propositions, which should be different for each of those individuals in the company, how to how to build relationships, and finally, always adding value. So you, you've kind of listed three of the four first classes when it comes to sales strategy. And um, so that's great. We're on, we're on the same point, on the same wavelength. But I think also, like, it's just, you can get bogged down in, all right, what am I supposed to do next? What am I, how, what's the process? What's the What's the word I should say next? And too often, at least from my experience, people forget that they're human and humans can do nice things for each other and talk to each other and say like, hey, not trying to hard sell you here, but I really see this clearly and I think you're gonna benefit and find value in what we're talking about here. Let me like, let me pitch you, <laughs> cool? Yeah. And with people that you like, they're going to give that 
benefit of the doubt to you. Yeah, and I will say it sounds like you made a great landing page. Um, so, uh, <laughs> uh, well, I, I stole it. I, I've done it. Actually, I lied to you. I've done it. I've done it. You helped me build it. So the interview <laughs> questions are are going right onto this page. <laughs> oh gosh, um, yeah. So I, I would say just in that you know one of the four impulse factors that I always stand by is indifference, um, and, and you can't really. Um, you know, attack every sale as, as a battleground all the time, right? Um, you have to have that personal relationship and you have to have the indifference of knowing that like, hey, this person just might, might not like what I am selling today because uh, it doesn't necessarily add value and that's okay. I can walk away from that. Absolutely right. Not, not everybody, yeah, makes sense. Not everybody's gonna find value in what you're doing and that's okay. That's absolutely okay to, to use Len's, um, Len is a, a trainer in the organization Sandler. It's a great sales training uh, organization. And he also talks about the world being abundant. There's plenty of opportunity out there and it's our job to find, find the right fits and build the right relationships. Back to your first point of identifying the right people in an organization. Yeah. And I think, you know, with that, just making sure that, uh, that you know that there's always more people to hit right it's it's a law of averages type thing where um you know you might have to reach out to 100 people to get that one sale but at the end of the day find the most efficient way of reaching out to those 100 people in a personalized manner and at the end of the day one of them is going to bite right um so knowing when to walk away but to also be personable about it is kind of a fine um a fine line that I think uh, it takes it takes a couple of years to kind of craft sometimes. Yeah, certainly. That's great. Um, you talked before about also, you know, training and managing um, other sales reps and helping them kind of understand these key topics. Tell, tell me a little about that experience and kind of obviously you guys are hiring now. What's, what's that look like for you? Yeah, so I think um, the best experience that I can use to kind of reflect on that is um, a, a previous job that I held where um, we were training large teams uh, to go out and sell for a Fortune 500 company. Um, and there, you know, it was, a, it was one of the best kind of crash courses in sales training that you could really have. Um, because it really just had a rigorous process of um, making sure that everyone had a stable foundation so that every person who's coming through that door knows the exact same information as the person before them and the person after them um, and making sure there's really just a, an even playing field there. Um, it's really helpful towards building a stable organization and also an organization that doesn't um, have people that feel slighted uh, for every new person that comes in, right? Um, and, and making sure that that process is useful. So I always bring up, um, you know, the the four impulse factors that I think are are the best things to to have um, in general in a sales process. And one of those being um, sense of urgency, uh, fear of loss, uh, indifference, and then Jones effect, which is one of my favorite ones to use. Um, you know, have, making sure that everyone who comes through that door is, is trained properly and what those mean and how to effectively use them in conversation. 
um, and then everyone has that same playing field. Tell us uh, what is the Jones effect? I, I don't know that. <laughs> yeah, so um, if you are a, uh, I don't know, a cell phone provider, right? Um, if you're, you're AT&T and you're competing with uh, Verizon, it's always useful to compare it to the other person and make sure that, you know, people always want what's, what's next door to them. So it's always oh. referring back to the, um, keeping up with the Joneses, right? Oh, so if my yeah. neighbor goes and gets a new Porsche, I'm probably gonna look at that and be like, man, I yeah. want a Porsche. <laughs> so it's kind of following what's shiny and new, but also um, really just keeping up with the Joneses. So if you let people know, hey, um, you know, we had someone just like you come in that just bought our uh, our new cell phone from AT&T and swapped from Verizon and got X, Y, and Z. It makes people be able to visualize it a little bit more for them. And it also mm. brings up a slight competitive nature without necessarily pitting a competitor against yourself. That's very interesting. Um, do, do you think that's why Zoom as a company is performing so well over the past 10 days? I, as, as you know, we record this podcast on a Zoom call and I've told people about it. So I'm, I'm pretty sure that's why they've doubled in size in 10 days. Yeah, because, yeah, definitely probably the, something to do with it. Yeah, um, it, it should be the Hirsch effect, but either way. That's a really interesting um, what are they, what do you call these the four uh i call them the four impulse factors yeah. so um things that will make someone want to buy right now and and buy um have some level of impulse to buy soon right um instead of pushing it off for the next month and the next month and the next month right um like you go and pick up your dry cleaning because you if you leave it for two months they throw your stuff away right hmm. um so what that's what makes you go and pick that up is that uh is that there's an impulse factor towards doing that right so um using those in any kind of sales process is just super super useful in my opinion that's really that's really cool i love that concept when you when you train um folks that work with you and that are selling do you do you sit down and, and actually go through that um that topic as part of the the training that you're providing yeah, so I typically go through that with um, anyone that's interested in sales, honestly, um, just because I think that they're incredibly useful. Um, even just, uh, you know, some of my friends will always giggle because there's certain things that I employ that I just, uh, I stay strictly by. Um, so things like the right train, making sure that you're saying right at the end of every sentence if you're... Uh, you're talking to someone. So, um, you know, Dan, you, you definitely want to listen to this podcast, right? Um, yes. <laughs> being able to get people on the right train is, uh, is something that's kind of fun to implement and is, is incredibly useful for training anyone for, um, for just general life. <laughs> and, uh, and is always amusing for, for your friends. Absolutely. You want to, you want to watch this new movie out, right? Right, good, right. Good. Let's do that. Hey, do you, you want to go make get people say like whatever you want? <laughs> that's right. That's that's fantastic. I love that. I think I think I inherently do that, but didn't know that it was a strategy. Um, yeah, I think a lot of people do inherently do it, but once you point it out to them, it becomes one of those things where you're just like kicking yourself every time. Yeah. Right. 
Well, the European version, I think they say no afterwards, right? You don't <laughs> want to do this. Do you want to do this? No? No? Oh, you do? Maybe, maybe they're the, they do the opposite. They're just contrarian, right? <laughs> That's right. Yeah, you did it again. This is fantastic. I'm going to go back through this. We're going we're gonna to go back through this during editing and count how many times you tricked me. Oh, into, man. <laughs> I love it. It's going to be annoying. <laughs> sell, sell the sales guy. Train the trainer, sell the sales guy. This is good. You, you are fantastic. So what, what's next for you? Obviously, post-COVID-19 and even, even during, and not to put that on kind of the, the finishing touches here, but what, what's next for you and your business? You guys are growing. You're looking for people. So anybody that's listening to this, um, please, let's go visit the website. But what else? What, what projects are you working on? What interesting work do you have coming up? Tell us more about that. Yeah, so um, I am, you know, uh, obviously here at Gridwise, uh, we are expanding massively. Um, we're looking to continue opening markets. Um, even during this this crisis, we're continuing to grow, which which we're very fortunate for. Um, and, and really, again, just totally speaks to our leadership. Um, so I think, you know, continuing growth, we're looking to expand internationally this year. Um, which will be so much fun um, from the sales perspective, uh, just because the U.S. is super different from other countries. So um, continuing that growth process um, and, and continuing to kind of mentor for the startup community and, um, and a few other programs that I'm in, that's kind of the next step on my plate. Um, and then, you know, seeing what happens with all the kind of craziness that's going on right now and um, and how people can help in the long run, right? I think all of us really should be thinking about that too is, um, you know, how, how can I help my community? How can I use my skills and my resources to um, benefit others and to help those that are in need right now too? It was, it's an absolute pleasure to have you today. Uh, I, you. I look forward to continued discussions and, and the opportunity to be your friend uh, well into the future. And um, I think we have a really, good, a really good chance of sharing information and helping each other think through ideas in the future, right? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, See you guys, I, it works. I saw it. I saw it. <laughs> I appreciate it. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm, I'm excited to, uh, to stay friends and to continue to have discussions moving forward. Um, you know, it's always awesome to, in sales, I think you're often pitted against other people in sales and it's actually just better to make friends. So <laughs> amen um, to that. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you are, you are welcome on this show anytime. And when we're allowed to go out and have that beer or get a cup of coffee or, or have lunch, I am game to, to meet you face to face and shake hands and not have to do this over the telephone. Same. I'm very excited for it. Thank you so much, Dan. You bet. Have a great day. Thank you. You too. Bye-bye.